God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, it does. Praise the Lord. Well, we uh, got some things been things we talked about last week, and I'm going to talk some more about it this week. But um, with that said, um, of course, our Wednesday nights, uh, at least the ones I've been speaking on, have, have been dealing with uh, stress-free living. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be stress-free. Amen. Hallelujah. God's good. Boy, you look at your neighbor and say, you could use a little bit more stress-free living. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's good to be free, amen? Yeah. All right. So uh, with that said, um, uh, 2 Timothy, cha <coughs> chapter 3, please. 2 Timothy, chapter 3. <clears throat> and it says, but know this, amen. So look at your neighbor and say, you got to know something. <clears throat> <clears throat> know this, that in the last days... Perilous times will come, or as the days progress, it's referring to, perilous times will come. And uh, this word, of course, means uh, difficult, uh, even fierce. Uh, your cross-references are, are going to say times of stress, um, but it means the reducing of strength or reducing the strength of. And so um, anytime you, know, when you stop and you think about stress, these perilous times, these stressful times, um, anytime you're walking in stress, and we've all been there, uh, we've probably all experienced it a time or two, um, or three or ten, uh, but uh, anyway, um, uh, it does reduce the strength. That's what it does. It's trying to zap you with strength, and that's what it does, and it does a real good job, and that's why they say 90% of all diseases come out of or stemmed out of stress. Isn't that wild? 90%. That's just huge, and they say... Uh, Last statistic I heard, they said over 50% of all doctor office calls are stress-related now, over 50%. So <clears throat> stress isn't good for anybody. The word, uh, you know, when you look up the word stress, um, it just stress is defined as stress is how the brain and body respond to certain demands, triggering a particular biological response when one perceives a threat or a major challenge, it says then chemicals and hormones surge through the body, and the body's defenses kick into high gear in a rapid automatic process known as fight-or-flight reaction or the stress response. It's the body's way of protecting itself, a survival mode, so it's there for a reason. Come on. It really, in a sense, in, its, in itself is, is a God thing. The problem is... Um, People then live with a lot of that, and long-term stress is harmful and, and, of and is linked to most uh, various health issues and impairing one's mental and physical health. Amen. So kind of a, sums it all up there. But uh, the bottom line is uh, nobody's called to live by stress. Amen. And so we've been talking about stress-free living, praise God. And uh, this particular text, um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead this time. I haven't done it for quite a while, but we're going to read through it. It says, for men, verse 2, men will be lovers of themselves rather than uh, lovers of God is what the whole text is dealing with. So men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, a bunch of other uns here, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. 
And it says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such uh, people turn away. Uh, so, uh, of course, shot through that, and the reason being is because we've, we have taken the time, went through all this, and I mentioned last week, too, that about half of these are deal with, really deal with your relations with another. And uh, remember now, he's talking to believers. He isn't talking to the world, he's talking to believers. So, obviously, uh, we, we've all been guilty of some of this mess. Come on now. But it says here, uh, they'll be lovers of themselves. That's kind of what happens. That's really, most of this stuff is all stemmed out of self, uh, you know, uh, self-striving, self-serving. Um, uh, you know, self-serving, of course, you know, that w- that's not good. You know, we're all about ourselves. But uh, sometimes it's just self-striving. Sometimes just you trying to fix everything. Um, you know, so, I mean, you don't mean no harm. You're not me- trying to be evil or anything like that or trying to do wrong, but you're just trying to fix everything. Come on now. Uh, the acronym or one of the acronyms I've seen for stress is someone tried repairing every situation solo. So that's any one of them. So someone trying to repair every situation solo. And so that's, that is the truth. Sometimes you know, we think we're going to fix everything, and all you did was stress yourself out. Come on. And so that's not good. So how many know it's, uh, you know, we're, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. We don't do all things through our own strength or our own power. Amen. But through Christ. And um, anyway, so uh, I want to just kind of, the reason I kind of want to read through this again is, you know, it talks about lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. And that word there in both those texts here in verse 2 and also verse uh, 4 uh, both come out of the, the Greek word phileo, okay, which is uh, really a, um, a love that means an affection for, okay, but it's an affection for based on, and the reason it's, it, they can say, uh, you know, what the affection is based on is time and attention given. There we go. Time and attention given. So there'll be a lovers of themselves. In other words, you give more time and attention to yourself, come on, than we do to God. Come on now. Um, so that's what happens a lot of times because the more you're, you're moving into God, the more you're hearing and, and, you know, consuming yourself with the things of God, the Word of God, the less this mess, the less this stuff begins to pull at you. Come on now. And thus, less stress. The more you're going to hopefully lean on Him and not lean on yourself. Come on now. Uh, so anyway, that's, uh, you know... Uh, that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about today. And, and, and then down here to verse 6, or verse 5, pardon me, uh, talks about having a form of godliness. Now, I don't want to be guilty of a form of godliness. An appearance, see, uh, literally means an appearance or formula of gospel scheme. Or, you know, somebody just looks religious. Come on, somebody. They're really got nothing really working in there. I don't want to have just a, an appearance or a form of it. Anybody else with me on that? Yeah. Now, keep that in mind with what we're going to talk about, okay? So with that said, um, we're going to look at a couple verses, a few, few texts that we touched on last week and move into some new stuff. But John chapter 8, kind of mixing it up a little bit, but we're going to John 8. We read uh, part of this, uh, or actually all of this here, and uh, let's read it again. Uh, actually, put verse, put verse 12 up there real quick. You can do that for me, Kelly. And uh, put verse 12, and it says, And Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That was kind of our theme 
Um, how many know that we're called to be the light? Come on now. Now here it says, he calls himself, I'm the light of the world. And then he says, he who is going to follow me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now let's, of course, go back and let's look at what he's talking about. Um, because he, this is all after dealing with uh, a situation here. And Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, verse 1 there, verse 2 now. Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down, and he taught them, all right? So uh, anyway, so we get the story here. So he's sitting down teaching. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery, okay? And when they had uh, set uh, her in the midst. Now how many know she was caught in adultery? Now obviously they didn't bring the guy. Okay, a lot of times we'll talk about some of these things. But she actually was caught in adultery. I don't think they were lying about it. Come on now. She obviously felt shame by the way the whole thing went down. So she obviously was guilty of something. Come on now. You with me? Yeah. All right. So uh, she was guilty of this. All right. Now, they, now they're trying to, you know, they're just trying to mess with him, trying to get him caught up in something. It says, now Moses in the law commanded us that we should, uh, that she should be stoned or one, one like this should be stoned. But what do you say? And this they said, testing him, that they might have something to which to accuse him. All right, so basically, you know, if he stones him, then they're going to come at him from one direction. It sounds like, anyway, I'll leave that alone. Anyway, it's, uh, so if, 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 you know, if he doesn't, then, you know, he's, he's guilty of not walking out the word or the law. Come on, somebody. So they're, they're, they're just waiting to kind of hang him on something. And, of course, they've done this in several situations. Remember the whole thing with the, you know, you know who do we pay, you know, we pay taxes or not, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, his whole thing was, well, give me a coin, you know, give me some money. And look, you know, and hand it, well, whose inscription's on it? Well, then give him what, he, what belongs to him and give God what belongs to God. And come on, somebody. So, in the other way, he diffused the whole thing. But the whole thing was coming at him as a test, try to mess with him, hopefully to hang him on one side or the other. Are you still with me? They're doing the same thing here with him, but it says, uh, you know, he, he just stooped down and began to write on the ground uh, with his finger as though he didn't hear him. I mean, he's just one cool cat, you know, and just, you know, just, you know, kind of in a sense, acting like, you know, I'm not hearing a word you're saying. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first, all right? And, you know, so... Uh, again, he just kind of stooped down. He begins to write on the ground again, all right? And those who heard it being convicted, hopefully, being convicted uh, by their conscience, amen, right? Uh, they went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus went, uh, pardon me, Jesus, um, and Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. Now, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Uh, has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, then neither do I condemn you. Okay, so go and sin no more. In other words, stop it, okay, because you were guilty. You know you're guilty, but let's just put an end to this mess, all right, so we don't have any more of this. Come on now. And so uh, he didn't condone the sin. He didn't justify the sin. But what we see is uh, we see our Lord, we see our Savior, we see our example, amen, as one that's real willing to sow mercy. Come on, right? And not, not be condemning. Because that, that was kind of the key, right? Where are your accusers? Come on now. And has no one condemned you? Okay? So I'm not accusing you, and I'm not condemning you. All right? So go your way and don't do it anymore. All right? And so, obviously, she left, 
and, and Jesus spoke to them. Remember, he's still, you know, where did it say he was in the temple? And all the people came and sat down and, and, and began to teach him. So he didn't stop teaching, but he schooled it. Sometimes you take situations and sometimes you can get further along because you can take a situation that just happened and begin to school it. You know, and you get a lot done that way. I, I kind of actually kind of enjoy that sometimes when you can just take something that just happened and let's go to town with this thing and see what God has to say about it. Amen. And sometimes, you, you know, in those situations, a lot of times you don't forget about it because you were right there. You were walking it out and living it out. Come on, somebody. So obviously he just takes it and begins to, you know, go with it. And he says, I'm the light of the world. All right. I'm the light. Now, uh, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me. In other words, that word follow uh, means to be in the same way with or on, on the same road with, to accompany. It literally means as a disciple or a disciplined one. So in other words, if, if you will jump on the same road with me, come on now, if you will jump on the same road with me, you're not going to walk in darkness. That's right. Amen. Now, let's define this. The word light um, means uh, to, you know, that which illuminates or to enlighten. But get this, the word light means Radiant energy making sight possible. Radiant energy making sight possible. All right. So he says, um, I'm the light of the world. I have radiant energy that makes sight possible. So what I'm doing right now is making sight possible for somebody. Are you still with me? Not only for this woman, but for all of you sitting around right now listening to me. All right. So. Right now, I am, you know, radiant energy. I have radiant energy that's making sight possible. He says, listen, so what you just saw, amen, was to make, amen, is to give sight possible. Are you still with me? And he says, if you follow that, if you follow me, all right, then you ain't ever going to walk in darkness. Okay? Now, the word darkness means obscurity, uh, means depravity. Uh, it also means uh, captivity. Uh, obscurity means uh, uncertain, vague, and even comes uh, the word of ignorance kind of is, is fed into this thing too. So, in other words, you're going to know things. Uh, you know, you're going to see things. You're not going to be confused and messed up and uh, you know, when you think about darkness, um, you're able to see where you're going. So he says, if you follow me, you're going to be able, you know, you're going to be able to see what you're doing, where you're going. You're not going to be walking in darkness. And the word uh, walk uh, here, uh, it means to walk about or to how you live life or conduct life. And get this, it also means, again, to follow as a companion or to be occupied with. So, again, he says, if you follow me, uh, you're not going to follow darkness. You're not going to be occupied with it. Okay, now, that's, that's all important where we're going today. And he says, but you're going to have the light of life. You're going to have radiant energy, making sight possible. Amen. You're going to have the light of Zoe life. In other words, you're, you're not going to be walking in darkness. You're actually going to know how you're supposed to live, how you're supposed to conduct life and do things. Amen. Live this thing right. Amen. He says all this is going to be contingent, amen, on following him as the light of the world, which he just got done, releasing people, forgiving people. Come on, somebody. 
Are you still with me? Part of being the light was he was willing to not condemn, to not accuse. Because remember, the accuser of the brethren is the enemy. Come on. And every time we jump on board with accusations and all that kind of mess, all you've done is just give place to the devil. You didn't give place for God to do anything. You just started walking in darkness. And the whole time available unto you is the light of life. If you just follow his example, I mean, uh, you know, we can, we can go, you know, multiple places with this. You know, Jesus hanging on a cross. He said, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Now, did he belong on a cross? When you, when you stop and think about, you know, did he, what did he do to deserve that? You know, now we know based on prophecy and he had to do this to fulfill, uh, you know, uh, you know, to in order to, you know, to pay a price for you and me. And and because of what he did, we all can walk free today. Come on, somebody. So on based on that, you know, it had to happen, had to, you know, go down. But in all honesty, he wasn't deserving of any of it. And he was done wrong and he was done wrong pretty regularly. I mean, he was duped. His own boys. You know, a lot of times we think about, you know, Judas, you know, he, what he did. And, and you know, and Timothy, he was, uh, you, know, uh, you, know, uh, you know, he denied, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to, what did I say? Or, or Peter, Peter denied him. But it wasn't just Peter. I was thinking of uh, the, uh, Thomas, Thomas, I'm sorry. Thomas, what he did with, a, you know, doubting Thomas, we kind of look at and, Sometimes, you know, you kind of give Thomas a bad rap and give Peter a bad rap. And, of course, Judas got a bad rap. And, I mean, he was guilty, no doubt. But the point was they all denied him. They all ran. They all turned their back on him. Come on now. The point I'm trying to make is this. Um, He kind of was done wrong pretty much on a regular basis. And yet he was willing to forgive Come on, willing to, you know, not make accusation. Come on. Did he call things on the carpet once in a while? Absolutely. Did he deal with things? Absolutely. He wasn't afraid to do those things. But he wasn't an, he wasn't an accuser, and he wasn't condemning. Even when, the, when he was done wrong, I think we even use this in illustration in, in, in Luke in chapter 9, we see the illustration where uh, he's going through town, and because the town knew he wasn't going to stop and hang out with them, they all got mad and turned their nose up at him. And the boys got mad and decided, let's call fire down on him. Come on, somebody. And Jesus, here's what he said. He says, you don't even know what spirit you're of. I mean, just that in itself. You don't even know what spirit you're of. What they did wasn't right, but boys, I mean, you have no business sitting here thinking you're going to call judgment down on somebody because they disagree with you. Or because they did something you didn't quite care for. I mean, that's pretty serious. So he says, I'm the light of the world. So here you go. I'm the light of the world. So if you will follow me, if you'll jump on the same road with me, you're not going to walk in darkness. You're going to walk now in the light of life. You're going to actually be able to experience life on a whole new level. Anybody hearing me? Now, 
we have, we're talking about stress-free living. And, you know, 50% of the things we read in, in 2 Timothy there deal with your relations with people. And definitely how many times, uh, how many things that go on in our lives that, you know, with our families, with, uh, you know, situations, with relationships, maybe with school or, uh, you know, uh, could be church. I mean, no doubt, sometimes we have issues in the church. Come on, somebody. And all these things, they're all there to just bring stress. And a lot of times, it's if, if somebody would just, especially when we talk about the church or our families, you know, we're all Christians. <clears throat> Thank you for all your enthusiasm. Uh, we're all Christians. And, uh, you know, Christians, if anybody should know how to forgive, it ought to be a Christian. If anybody knows how to, you know, you know hold your tongue and, and just pray for them, it ought to be a Christian. I'm, I'm trying to look, comb the whole audience. Not, nobody, you know, catch any eye off that because you might think I'm calling you out. But I think we've all been guilty of this stuff. You know, sometimes, you know, we get critical of the one being critical. That guy's being critical. Well, so are you right now, you know, right? You know? That guy's being judging. So are you right now? You know what I mean? So the point is that the point is is that if we could just as as believers, uh, as believers, if we could just say, you know what, I'm not going to get caught up in that mess. I would. You'd find that the majority of the problems that we have would probably go by the wayside if we would just stop with the the judgmental, stop with the criticism, stop with the accusing. Come on, somebody, and just start doing what we're called to do. And that's believe God. Pray for people. Amen. Let's make a difference. Let's, as I kind of ended up last week is let's, let's be a people that, that are a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. Amen. Still with me? Let's, let's bring healing, not, you know, not pain. Amen. I think I might even use that phrase. Let's be a hero, not a zero. Amen. You know, you know. Sometimes just you can, you see a whole situation going, and this is your opportunity to step in and just, Amen. Fix it. Amen. Bring healing. Praise God. Okay. So with that said, put, uh, uh, put uh, John 1 on the board. John 1, verses 4 and 5. I think we might have read this one too. But I want to, again, hammer on this a little bit. You know, there's a, he said that you will not walk in darkness. Okay. So just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, in him was life. Okay. And the life was the light of men. Okay, so what life? So the life that's in him. So in him was life. Okay, and the life, so we could say the life that was in him was the light of men, right? Come on. So in other words, his life becomes your light. Can we agree with that? Verse 5, okay. So, and the light shines in the dark. So everywhere he went, that light shined, right? So that light shines, and he's, he's trying to show you the same thing, that if, you, if that light gets on you, it shines in the darkness, okay? And the darkness did not comprehend it, could not, uh, you know, this word comprehends kind of a, uh, maybe a, a little bit different word, but literally just, it comes down to this, it won't, it can't overcome it, it can't overtake it, uh, it can't uh, possess it, control it, quench it, apprehend it, okay? So in other words, the darkness the darkness will never win. When the light shines, the darkness never wins. So the idea, what we're trying to do here is get more of the light shining so darkness can't overcome anything. And if we're light, come on now, if we're light, darkness has to go. Come on, right? 
Now, sometimes the reason darkness never goes is because the light ain't on yet. Well, you're addressing things. You're dealing with things, but maybe the light ain't on yet. So when the light comes on, darkness cannot, will not, did not comprehend it, will not overcome it. And we have to sometimes understand that that's, you know, we're wondering why this situation never turns or it never it never stops or it just keeps going. And it could be we're just not getting the light on. It could be we're not getting the light on. I said it could be the light hasn't been clicked on yet. Because maybe we're caught up in it. And maybe it's, you know, consuming you. And maybe, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not, maybe we're not, come on now, listen, maybe we're not following. Maybe we're not in the right road with him. He said, follow me. Get in the right road with me. Get in the right, come on, right here. Get, this, is where, this is the road we take. This is what I did. Now follow that. So maybe we're not doing that. And so the light isn't shining and the darkness isn't going because we're all just caught up in stuff. Are you, am I hearing me? Sometimes this stuff, it just, it's stuff that just cycles. It just cycles. It just goes and it goes and it goes and everybody, nobody lets go of anything. Nobody just stops thinking, I'm done talking about it. I'm done with it. I'm not going there anymore. God, fix it. God, I pray for them. What did Jesus do? Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know why they don't know what they're doing? Because they're in the dark. Because they've chose a path that the, there's no light, there's no street lights on. So because, listen, we're talking about believers. I'm not talking about the world yet. I'm talking about believers. Believers, I mean, I'm not taking away your salvation. I'm not saying you're going to hell. I'm just saying sometimes you get on streets you got no business being on. If the street lights don't come on, that might not be an alley you want to go down. Just a thought I'm having. There's certain streets you probably got no business going down, or at least walking down. Come on, somebody. I mean, naturally speaking, we probably all know that. I mean, you can, some streets, you can literally, you can be going along, and I've been in a couple towns that, you know, certain streets, everything's going, and you kind of get off on the side, and, and you're going to go down another road, and it's like, it's like you just get this thing on the inside that says, don't go down that road. I mean, we know enough to follow that witness. Come on, somebody. And so God says, there's certain times that we, we're, we're, you know, we might be following, all of a sudden something happens, something goes on, and pretty soon you jump on some alley that ain't got no lights. So we're going to stumble, we're going to do something we shouldn't do, chances are we're going to make something worse instead of better. Come on, somebody. And then, of course, somebody else wants to jump on it. I know it's none of you, because this is my Wednesday night crowd. You guys are all saints, and we're just preaching for the crowd, I mean, for the, you know, the internet here. All right, just smile and cheer me on. I mean, rough, rough, rough. Come on now. Come on now. We've all been guilty of this mess. I mean, how many times you get caught up in something? Somebody says something. And you think you're doing something good by you're all sitting here talking about it. We're just, we're just, you know, we're just talking about it for prayer, prayer reasons. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> Sometimes, you know, you just talk it. The problem is we have a tendency then to get on a, on a path or a road. We're not following as a disciplined one. We're not being very disciplined at the moment. We're, we'd rather talk. And so nothing gets fixed. See, the darkness won't, won't leave. Darkness won't, won't disappear because we're all sitting there talking it. Okay, are we making a point? All right. Um, so let's, uh, darkness. Maybe I'll just, I'll just throw this out here, okay? I didn't really give any references on this. We might turn to one of the two of them later. But Jesus said that he walks in darkness, doesn't know where he's going. I mean, that's just kind of a, and that's uh, John 12 tells us that. Uh, Ephesians 4 tells us that the person that, that's walking in darkness ends up being, uh, it literally means, it ends up being alienated from the life of God. Another way of saying it, or being a non-participant of the life of God. So I don't want to be guilty of that. I'd rather have the light of life than be a non-participant of the life of God. Anybody, come on. So there's a, di- I'm just showing you there's this darkness thing. It, it kind of hangs around a little bit. And if we don't do the things necessary to eliminate the dark, it just kind of hangs out. And it just, it just kind of, it just kind of, it just hangs there. And, and none of us as believers want to have that mess floating around in our house. Come on, or our church, or our schools. Come on, somebody, or, or on and on and on it goes. Come on now. All right. You still with me, or are you? Come on now. Put, um, put John 9, 5 up there. Let's kind of work through some of this. Jesus says, as long as I'm in the world now, I'm the light of the world. Okay, so now listen, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. So, you know, he's letting it be known. While I'm here, see, you're seeing something. You're seeing me conduct this, how I do it. You're watching me do this. Okay, and if you follow this, this is what works. So that's why when John 1, he says, you know, if you will, my life now, my life, is now the example. It's my life, amen, becomes that light. So here he says, here, while I'm in the world, you can watch me. I'm the light of the world. But when I go, come on now, it's my life in you that makes you the light of the world. Are you still with me? Put John, uh, John, is it John 5, verse 16, I think it's the verse. Maybe jump on there. I kind of move over in another verse there. So John, is that what it is? John 6, is that what it is? <clears throat> I think that's what it is. John 5, I'm sorry. John 5, 16. I'm sorry. John 5, 16. Put that one up, if you will. Okay, this was kind of the end of this. Jesus said, I'm, you're the light of the world. He says, you're the salt. You're the light of the world. But then in verse 16, he says, you know, let your light so shine. Come on. Let your light so shine before men, right? Come on. Let your light so shine before men. Why? No, John, oh, I gave you the wrong reference, didn't I? Yeah. I did. Totally botched that, didn't I? Let's find it for you. Hallelujah. Matthew. Not John, Matthew. That's what I was doing wrong. Matthew 5. Bingo. There it is. I was hanging out in John so much, I think it was John. It's Matthew 5, verse 16. Thank you. Let your light so shine before men, why, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, the point being is this. Every time you see shining and all, it's not just you talking, Jesus loves you. How many know he does? Nothing wrong with saying it and talking it uh, and, and influencing the air or just being verbal with somebody. 
But you've got to understand, when he's talking about light, it's talking about something people are seeing. They're seeing something. Jesus said, while I'm here, they're seeing me do this. He says, if you follow what you see me do, now you become light and they see you doing that. And it's what causes the dark to leave. You doing something, not just, not just you running your mouth about, about how good God is. Now, that's kind of a rough way of saying it, but you get my point. We all need to talk it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking away from the power of our words and all that. But I'm just saying, somewhere along the line, we got to walk this out. So in other words, somewhere along the line, they have to be able to see that we're not accusing. That we're not judgmental. That we're not, you know, stirring strife. Somewhere that's got to, they got to see that in us. But if we're going to be caught up doing the same old thing that the world does, then what happens is we, it just keeps on going on. The lights never come on. Nothing ever changes because the lights don't come on. Hmm. Okay, let's try something else. John 12. Let's put that one up. We'll go ahead. John 12 now. John 12, verse 35, please. Hallelujah. John 12 and 35, 36. Jesus said to them, a little while longer the light is with you. So he's talking about himself. Uh, walk. Everybody say walk. walk. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. There's, I think I quoted that a little bit earlier. Verse 36, while you have, you have the light, believe in that light, right, that you may become sons of light. All right. These things he, uh, Jesus spoke and, and departed and was uh, uh, hidden from them. That's the next. So we're getting toward the end of the deal here. So anyway, he says this, so if you, if you will, you know, believe in that, you know, believe in me, believe in that light, believe in my walk, believe in what I'm doing, and you follow that, you become sons of light. Is that right? Okay, let's look at another one here. Let's go to, uh, let's see, I already went there. Let's go Ephesians 5 now, and we're shifting gears here. For you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. You were once darkness. But now you're light in the Lord. But he says you have to walk as children of light. In other words, that same word walk there. In other words, conduct life, live life. Amen. There ought to be something seen. Come on now. And to follow along, follow as a companion. Amen. Uh, literally means to be occupied with. In other words, so, so this whole thing when he's talking about walking as children of light, that means something's being seen. Something's got to be seen. So we have to walk. This is how we do it. So we were once darkness. We're not called to be that anymore. So everywhere we go, in fact, there are even some places it talks about, you know, well, you know, are you light or are you dark? Come on, are you, you bringing light where you're coming or are you bringing darkness everywhere you're going? Now, he's talking to believers, so he's asking, you were once darkness. So he's saying, listen, so let's not do that anymore. Well, we used to talk like that. We used to act like that. We used to be like that. We used to get caught up in all that. But now we're, we are light in the Lord. So we're supposed to walk as children of light. Are you still with me? Yes. Now, here we go. First John. This is it. First John. Now, I'm going to throw this out here. You've, some of you have heard me make this kind of st uh, statement before. 
um, our walk in God, uh, how we conduct life, live life, um, uh, is, is a personal thing. I mean, know that you're right. Come on, work with me here. It's a personal thing, but it's never private. It's always personal. It is personal, but it's never private. And our walk in God, no matter, no matter where, where you go, it's going to be seen because there's always somebody seeing it. Come on, somebody. And some say, well, that's why, that's why I don't like to get out much. You know, that's why I'd rather, you know, not be around people. Uh, that's why I don't, I don't get involved with church things. Some people don't want to serve. Uh, they don't want to, you know, give of their time, energies, and efforts. But sometimes it's because I, I don't want to get around people because they might get to know me. Yeah, they will. Well, there's things about my life I don't like. That's why you need to be around us. Well, you'll judge me. Hopefully not. But it does happen. Um, people do that. But the idea for believers is that if you bring your little light and I bring my little light and this little light of mine connects with your little light of yours, and if we're all being light, then it becomes a honking light, a big, you know, big, big old mammoth honking Honking, honking light. You know, the, I had this, uh, this uh, I don't know where I got it. I think I got it at some yard sale or something. Some, some big old mammoth light. <laughs> you know, plug this baby. I had like a, I don't know, they said like a, a million candle wattage or some kind of, some huge number with a bunch of zeros on it. And you plug that baby off. <laughs> It just like lights up the neighborhood. It's like, whoa, that's a honking light right there, man. And I was thinking, man, that's, that's what we're all called to be. Come on now. But, you know, we, we bring our light. But what happens is if, if, we're, if we're just going to, you know, if we're not following, come on, somebody, and we're, we're still, you know, all being critical and judgmental and, and striving and all that kind of stuff, we, you know, you're, 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 you might just have a little tiny pilot light or something going on. And hopefully, that, hopefully you don't at least lose your pilot light. Because the idea is to get, get, in, get, get on the same road with him so we can kind of turn up the gas a little bit. Come on, somebody, and get more of a flame going on. Come on now. And the idea, if all of us bring, you know, that, then what happens is, you know, all darkness has to go. It might, might be a reason why maybe we're not seeing enough signs and wonders in the body of Christ. I, I said it could be. I think it's pretty valid. Um, you know, 1 John uh, kind, of, kind of, you know, kind of brings this to light a little bit. Verse uh, 5, 1 John, uh, ver chapter 1, verse 5. Let me go ahead and get to it here with my, amen. So 1 John 1, are you still with me today? Amen. Listen, we're not, the, the idea is to, you know, you know, this really is kind of a, a grow up message. Because sometimes, you know, we have to understand that, uh, you know, Paul brought out, you know, when, you, when you're all caught up in striving and, you know, bickering and complaining, he says it, it determines your maturity level. And, you know, if, if we're if it's all we're going to do and how we conduct life and live life and talk and all that kind of stuff, it says you're just babies. And it says you're just acting like mere men, like the world. 
I don't want to be guilty of that. All right, so anyway, keep that in mind. So 1 John here, verse 5, well, 1, 5. This is, the, this is the message. Everybody say, this is the message. This is the message which we have heard from Him, and we declare to you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. None. Now, keep in light of what we've been, you know, keep in mind of what we're, Jesus said, what did He do? The, releases the woman. Come on now. I'm not accusing you. I'm not condemning you. I am going to be straight with you. Go and sin no more. Don't do that anymore. All right, now go. Be free. Okay, now, I'm the light of the world. Jump in, follow, darkness leaves, and you begin to walk in the light of life. Uh, one of the, if I could just say maybe one of my heroes of faith um, that's alive today, um, you know, I have, there's just some people that I admire a lot, and one of them I admire is a man named Keith Moore. And uh, Keith Moore um, will not ever get caught up in accusing, condemning, or talking about another. And uh, I don't know. I've just been introduced to Keith. I don't. I've, he don't know me from Adam, but I know a lot of people who he does know. Hello, and there ain't none of them that will disagree with this. That every time that man's around, he will never get caught up in conversations that are somehow going to belittle another individual condemn another individual, accuse another individual, and when it comes up, he's either going to walk away or he'll call you on it. Are you still with me? And he's walking right now in the light of life. He's walking in some anointings that a lot of others ain't. He's bringing light everywhere he goes. Darkness has to go. He's bringing light on the scene. Because, and he's walking in something that a lot of people don't. And so to me, he's a superb example of, of, believer, of a believer, what a believer should be, that's alive today, serving today, and walking it out. Come on, somebody. And he's a, he's a great example. So uh, I give uh, kudos, uh, whatever kudos are. What are kudos? Is that some candy bar or something? I don't Anyway, I don't know. But anyway, anyway. I, I'm blessed uh, with, with a man's life, all right? So there. So the point being is that, uh, you know, he's an example of that, all right? So darkness has to go, all right? So this message we've heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Verse 6, let's go on. If we say, now you notice, everybody say we. If we say that we have fellowship, that's the Greek word koinonia, which means uh, partnership or participation. It means an intimate fellowship with or an intimate uh, communion with. And yeah, connection's another word there. Uh, if we say that we have fellowship or connection or fe- a partnership with Him and we walk in darkness, which obviously it's possible, right? Everything we're talking about, it's possible that we're just walking in dark. And we walk in darkness. It says then we're lying and we, we don't practice the truth. Now, he didn't take away your salvation and say you're all going to hell. He just says right now you're not connected. 
So if, 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 your, if your plug ain't plugged into the wall, uh, the vacuum ain't going to turn on, dude. Unless I get this cordless. But anyway, you get the point. All right, so, so if we're not plugged in, come on, and what happens is then we're not going to see anything change. Okay, verse 7, let's, let's look at some more. But if we, if we walk, we live this, walk this, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, is He saying the same thing what Jesus said, right? See, follow me, if you follow me, if you jump on the same road with me, if you get, if you get with me, hook with me, amen, then we walk in as light and darkness has to go. So if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have now fellowship or connection, partnership with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us. Everybody say us. Us, us from all sin. Juan, come here. Rick, come here. Stand right here. We and us's, we're we's and us's. We's and us's. Ewan's are we's and us's too. But anyway, we're we's and us's. So <clears throat> I've been forgiven because I'm part of the us. But you know what? So is Rick. And I happen to know what that guy did. And Juan, <laughs> there's a whole sermon right there. Now, according to this, us-ins, we-ins, have been forgiven and been cleansed from all sin. So, uh, I have no business accusing Juan condemning Juan because whatever he did is obviously under the blood, right. especially, you know, coming up a verse says, especially if they confess it under the Lord, it's now gone. Rick, I got no business accusing, condemning Rick. See, because I, I mean, I might say, take that person and say, well, my, that's right, I've been cleansed from all sin. Well, so is he. And so is he. And so if we walk in the light as He is in the light, now we have fellowship with one another regardless of what mistakes, flaws, issues, things said, things done. And a lot of things have. There's things that go on and, 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 it doesn't, and, and nowhere does it say in here that He justifies anybody's sin or condones anybody's sin or makes excuses for everybody's sin. But He says it's, it's covered. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I have found if you want the light on, then you have to be willing to connect. Amen. And not sit here and be critical and judgmental of everybody. I'd rather have the lights on. You know, when, when these guys come in the room, I especially want the lights on. I want the lights on. Amen. When I'm at home, I want the lights on. Come on. Well, no, it's okay to talk about, you know, people when you're at, you know, at home in, you know, the confines of your own bedroom with somebody in. No, it ain't because you, you, you're no longer walking with the light of life. Now we're walking, we've, we've just shit the, shut the lights off. Are you getting it? Give these two a hand clap. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Now, verse, verse 8, verse 8, let's look at it. Verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, 
We deceive ourselves and the truth not. I mean, come on, you've all made mistakes. He's just saying, listen, you, man, we've all blown it. And, and, and he's trying to show you that, listen, you love it that you're covered. You love it that your sin's forgiven. He says, so let's, let's, not, let's not be deceived. Come on. And, and go around lying about things. Come on, we've all blown it. All of us deserve hell. And if it wasn't for what Jesus did, we'd all be going to hell. We're not condoning sin. He's not condoning sin. But he says somewhere along the line, we've got to get the lights on. If we don't get the lights on, nothing changes. We've got to get the lights on. But sitting here pointing fingers at each other and being down with each other and striving and contention and dissension and discord and, and the bickering and complaining, everybody, everybody walk around in the dark. And, he, and you don't know where you're going when you're in the dark. And you might think you are, but you're not. You don't, when the lights are off, it's pretty soon you're going to stub your toe on a piece of furniture. Pretty soon you're going to run into a door jam. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. That time when you're at some hotel room or something, you get up thinking you're at home, and, <laughs> and you're like, huh, that wasn't supposed to be there, right? Sometimes that's what happens in our walk. We're going along wondering why we keep running into door jams. Why do we keep stubbing our feet on furniture and things that, come on now, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just. How many believe this? Yes. Remember now this, this we, our, uh, you know, us. Remember, it's, it's, you know, we, we so many times, and we should, don't get me wrong, we should take this personal, but we have to remember he's trying to make a point here that you're not the only one forgiven. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Did I give you another verse? I thought I might have gave you. I'm not sure how many more I gave you there. Verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word's not in us. So the point is that we've all blown it. We've all messed up. There ain't a person out there that hasn't blown it. We all need a Savior. We all need a Lord. Come on, somebody. We all need forgiven. And those, especially in the house of God, who have made Jesus Lord of the life have been forgiven. And the price has been paid for all the world. Come on, somebody. I'm not taking away from that, but I'm just saying we're talking about now people. This is who he's talking to, people who have been forgiven of things because you took it to God and said, Lord, forgive me. And the Lord, the word says he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And you have to remember, though, that every person else in this room, listening, watching, come on, somebody, have also had the same thing happen. And so every bit of this, you have to understand that we're, we're going to walk in the light as he's in the light. So the only way that, that we're going to stay in the light is we're going to have to be willing, amen, to do what he did to, for him to claim to be the light. Come on. Come on. And he did just that. He was light. And what did he do to be light or be referred to as light? He says, then listen, get in the light as he's in the light. So in other words, you've got to do the same things he did. Boys, why do you want to call 
fire down on these guys. You don't even know what spirit you're of. Well, 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 where did that come from? Well, you know, what they did wasn't right. Okay, Peter. Let's take a look at your life for a second. Should I have called fire down on you? With that stupid statement you made yesterday? Huh? You see what I'm saying? You don't even know what spirit you're of. I didn't come to destroy men's lives. I came to save them. There's uh, two major things. Are you still with me? Are y'all, you know, I'm, I had a pretty good crowd tonight on a Wednesday night. I'm hoping you keep coming back on Wednesday night. Um, uh, you know, there's some things that, uh, that are pretty, that happen a lot in the body of Christ. Um, years ago, um, I remember a brother talking to the Lord, and he, he shared of this in, in, a, in a sermon or two of his. And so he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, what is... Um, what would you say is one of the, the main problems that you see amongst the body of Christ? And he says, they're, instantly he said, their dogged determination to correct one another. That's what the Lord said. You know, later on I've heard some things brought out that, uh, you know, that another thing is they're how quick believers are to, you know, just quit with one another. How quick they are to just you know, throw in the towel with their relationships because of something. Come on. So we're either trying to correct or we just, we're done with it. And I think, why is that happening so much in the body of Christ? Because in all honesty, that's what, it, when you break it down, what it is is the enemy's trying to just keep the lights out. You can, you can all go, go to heaven if you want. I don't care. Just keep the lights off. And I can keep doing what I'm doing, keep dominating, keep crippling, keep killing, stealing, con con you, know, you know, consuming people. Come on. Destroying people. Come on now. And we're talking about we're supposed to be light. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, that's a pretty good tactic of the enemy to get us all accusing each other, condemning each other, pointing our finger at each other, shutting, you know, closing each other off trying to correct one another. It's just strife and contention, just all that stuff. And the whole idea is just to keep the lights off. So even though we got power on the inside, we got the potential, because on the inside, the, the overcomer himself dwells on the inside, the healer, the deliverer, praise God. And where we go, we're called to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And we're called to speak words of life that, that bring in power to, and an anointing that removes burdens and destroys yokes of bondage. And the whole time, we ain't got any more power than the other guy on the street don't even know Christ because we, we got no light on. Again, I'm not taking your salvation. I'm not saying you're going to hell. I, that's not it. I just, you know, because remember, he's talking to, he's talking to the church. Put uh, John 2, pardon me, 1 John chapter 2, uh, verse 9. He who says he is the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness 
and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because darkness has blinded his eyes. Talking to the church. So, some people, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't hate them. I just dislike them. Well, okay. The word hate means to detest. It means, uh, it literally means to detest, especially to persecute. In other words, I hope they get in trouble. I hope they go down. I hope, you know, you know, I, 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 they've done this. So I'm going to do this. Evil for evil. Sometimes that kind of comes into these kind of things. Um, it means hateful towards, or to it literally means to love less. To love less. So, um, you know, when you catch yourself going down that road, and and somebody says, "Pastor, you just don't listen." listen. I, some people are. Some people are hard to love. Some of them are just stinkers. I'm talking about church people. I, I, it's none of you guys. I'm serious. Sometimes it's like, and Jesus even made it clear. He says, you know, what, what, what good is it for you just to love the people that are, that are easy to love? <laughs> what? That's like, oh, good job. <laughs> Way to go, man. He said, how about love the ones that ain't easy to love? How about go the extra mile for the one that, you know, wouldn't do it for you? How about, you know, how about bless the one that's trying to curse you? Is anybody hearing me? I mean, I mean, how many times did Jesus, I mean, even the model prayer, the Lord's prayer, and he deals with forgiveness. And then he gets done with the model prayer. This is how you ought to pray. Then he goes back and says, I'd like to talk some more about forgiveness and about how you shouldn't be unforgiving. Because you're going to mess up a process. And he says, literally, you, you, you mess up your forgiveness by you being unforgiving. So in other words, lights go off. Speak to the mountain. Be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. And doubt not in his heart, but believe that the things which he spoke will come to pass. Whatever you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Uh, let's talk about unforgiveness. Just got done talking about power verses, right? Woo! Call that mountain, go in the name of Jesus. He says, well, if you really want it to work, you got to keep your heart right toward people. Or there's probably a good reason why the mountains ain't moving and the issues ain't going because you're still all caught up in the issues and the problems and the circumstances and what somebody did to you yesteryear. And don't get me wrong, we're not denying the fact that you were done wrong. You could have totally been done wrong. There could have been something that should have never happened to you. And it was wrong what they did and what they said and how they responded and how they reacted. It should have never happened. Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. They're just walking in the dark. They don't know. And you think, that's what it means to get in the light and to stay in the light. 
um, verse 6 of chapter 2 of 1 John. I think I might have gave you that verse. 1 John 2 and 6 talks about abiding in him. If we say we abide in him, ought, you know, if he who says, pardon me, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked, right? That same word. So to follow after as a companion. So in other words, if you're going to say I abide in him, I, I live in him, I remain in him, I'm continuing in him, then let's do that. Let's forgive. Listen, I know that sometimes there's some things. I mean, it's a step of faith. Some people have done you wrong. They have. Some people have, have, have flat out duped you, have, have just taken advantage of you, have, have stolen, have taken, have, have harmed you. Do you want the lights on? Or would you rather just, you know, wrestle around in the dark? Hopefully we'll get through this one today, right? And then <laughs> some of you are like, <laughs> and so <laughs> I just think, man, it is it isn't worth being all caught up with with the issues. It isn't worth it. And and today's society makes it tough. It's all out there for everybody to see. And instead of forgiving, we're just, and just everybody gets caught up in it, and it just, it just flies everywhere. And some of it isn't even true, and some of it, even if it is true, it's like, really? You know, yeah, it gets exaggerated or, you know, expanded somehow or another. Some molehills made into a mountain, and, and everybody feeds into it and makes it worse than it is. And come on. And we're believers. And sometimes I've got caught up in conversations, and the Spirit of God just says, "What?" Man, I just—it just like hits you, and the conviction—it's like, "I, what am I doing?" I got no business talking that way. I no business even thinking that way. We're here to bring light, not to make it worse. And so, I feel, you know. This could eliminate a lot of stress in our lives if we just all settled it and just said, I, I'm going to get in the light. And I don't understand all this stuff, and I understand sometimes we have to address things and deal with things, no problem. But I don't need to get all caught up in this and caught up in that and caught up in this. And phew, I want the lights on. I'd like to see power. I'd like to see healing. I'd like to see deliverance. I'd like to see more people come into the kingdom. Yeah. I mean, they followed him. And you had people, you know, around, no doubt, but you notice they still followed him? Everybody followed him. Goes up on a hill and thousands. They, didn't, they weren't thinking about bathroom runs. I'm sure somebody had to go, but they weren't thinking this. They weren't thinking about food. They weren't thinking about, and, and then, then so the light's on. Everybody's connecting, and he says, you know what? We probably should feed everybody. Let's, since the light's on, let's do something. 
we got here? We got a few fish, a few loaves. Bring it here. Blesses it. There's more to, enough to feed thousands, and they take up the fragments that are even more than what they started with. Amen. And all of it happened. Why? Because the lights are on. And I'm thinking, how many times do we miss out on a miracle or something like that happening in our lives because we just wouldn't turn the lights on? Somebody just take somebody, just somebody, somebody. Um, one of our brothers, uh, I just went blank, uh, the big brother from Texas, um, James Robinson. Wow. Powerhouse. And uh, just a big old boy. And he learned a lot of this the hard way. But when he, but when he learned it, he learned it. And he, he'd be in, in conferences and meetings and people want to sit here and talk about another brother or some kind of thing. And even, talking about preachers now. We're talking preachers. We're not even talking parishioners. We're talking about preachers back in the back room doing this number. And he says, well, praise the Lord. Come here, everybody. Brother so-and-so has brother so-and-so on his mind. We're going to pray for him. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and, of course, you know, they all drop their head, uh, you know. Right? Come on. Let's get the lights on. We're about ready to go out and preach to people. The last thing we want to do is shut the lights off. You know what I mean? So everybody is vulnerable to these things. But we're all capable of clicking on the light by just not going down that road. But staying as a follower of him. Come on, somebody. Staying in the light as he's in the light. Walking with him. Come on, somebody. Keeping the lights on. Amen. And being a light bearer everywhere we go, let's get power. Amen. Let's get signs, wonders, and miracles. Is anybody with me today on this? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Did you get something today? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Amen. Appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for just having an ear to hear it tonight. Thank you for that. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Father, first and foremost, forgive us <laughs> for all the times we, we've, we've shut the lights off, or the times that we've been guilty of some of this mess. But we do know that you are faithful and just, and we're so grateful for that, so grateful for your mercy, for your forgiveness. And so we receive that. We thank you that you're cleansing us right now, forgiving us and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. We put that mess behind us. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you. I thank you that we can be a church set up on a hill. Amen. Where the lights come on. Come on, somebody. Amen. We're all in the house can see it, praise God. All in the community can see it. Amen. That everywhere we go, hallelujah, light follows. Light is there. Darkness flees. Signs and wonders manifest. Amen. Whether we're in the house, whether we're in the store, hallelujah, walking down the street, praise God. And I give you the praise and the glory for it. Now, Father, I give you thanks for a people that heard people that receive, and a people that walk it. And for that, I give you glory. 
in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.